This is Docs in the Box podcast. A podcast about medicine, muscles, and more through the eyes of two physiatrists. I'm Dr. Amy West. And I'm Dr. Matthew Cowling. Yeah, what's up? All right, Byrne, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Byrne Prince. I am the event owner and the event runner of the Invictus Boston Invitational. I'm also a, you know, everybody says CrossFit coach. I've been a fitness professional for... 15 years and running right now. You've been at it a while. Uh, since I got my certification June 4th, 2007, um, I started working at CrossFit, working with um, my coworker was Ben Bergeron. I tell the story a lot and people think I'm it's funny, but my coworker was Ben Bergeron at a Globo gym and he kind of was like, try CrossFit. And because I'm smart, I was like, I don't want to unless it makes me bigger. And he was like, all right, dude, whatever. And then I kind of did some more research and I was like, no, nah, I'll try it. And he, he helped guide me. And um, I know since I know I'm, I'm funny with dates, but January 12, 2012, I've worked at Invictus Boston. And from well, there, I've met some really dope people, including Amy West. Um, yeah. And now you and now I'm on this podcast and here to talk about all the things because uh, oh. I think you picked a great day to, uh, to record. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit. I mean, so uh, I know Burn from back in the day at the former Reebok CrossFit, Back Bay CrossFit Fenway prior to it becoming Invictus and all that. But, um, right. but um, so how did, I guess when you first started CrossFit, like how did that, how did your coaching change from when you were doing the, you know, what you were doing before the global gym and how did it change kind of how you perceive, you know, coaching and athletes and all that? I think, I, you know, it's so I was so green to it anyways. I, I kind of didn't know the difference, right? Uh, I think good movement's good movement. And I, when I was coaching or training, I just wanted to emphasize good movement, but I didn't know how. And I think that uh, when I looked at CrossFit, I was new to the fitness industry. So I'm like, you know, we play sports. You're like run faster, jump higher. And you're, you know, you're in your teens or early 20s. Like you can jump faster. You can run faster and jump higher without thinking about it. But how do you teach somebody how to do that? Uh, so I was kind of learning. And in my research, I, I thought CrossFit applied to that the best. And fast forward. 12 years later, I was right. I feel like CrossFit, you know, besides the time and the, you know, the, the athletic side, which I love and the game side, I think that CrossFit does teach people how to move the right way, not only for like moving the right way mobility wise, but longevity wise. Right. And I, I've, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts in the past. I think that's what you two talk about a lot. It's not just moving well, it's moving well for a long, long time. And I am huge huge in the longevity of life, um, especially for me. And I guess I'll get right into it. You know, my family background is um, we're from Haiti. It's a third world country. So, uh, you know, sometimes in those countries, like, you know, your life expectancy isn't what I feel like it should be, right? So I come from a family history that died early. So yeah, I'm trying to stay here for a while. You know what I mean? I'm trying to stay here for a long time. I want to see it all. So. Hope that wasn't a long, too long of an answer, but you know. 
So when you first started CrossFitting, um, what was like the average person like in a CrossFit gym then? Because it's been a long time, right? That was kind of in the earlier days of CrossFit. What did things look like then compared to now? You know what? I I think it was, there was a little bit more skepticism, um, but some excitement. Like, it's almost like you're in a secret club, right? Like, I do CrossFit. You know, should I be doing CrossFit? Because I tell my friends. And there was also more excitement because I think the since the pool wasn't as big, like you literally legit had a, like the best CrossFitter in your class had a legit shot at like sanctionals or something, right? I think now it's more formalized where like, it's not a secret anymore. Everybody does it. It's a lot more professional and it's a lot more realistic, right? Like, you know, you walk into the gym and, you know, if you, if you, you know, you can't clean more than a hundred pounds, you're probably not, no disrespect, but you're probably not going to the games. So just concentrate on getting better today. And uh, I feel like that is, uh, I feel like it's the difference. People aren't as skeptical and people are more realistic about their fitness goals. And I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, I've been doing CrossFit for like five years now. And, you know, what I've observed is that there's a lot of people in the gym now that just want to be healthy and they're there for like the community aspect. And it's almost kind of rare to get that like super competitive, obviously, depending on where you're at. But for the most part, it's just people trying to get healthy and have a good time, you know? People are trying to get healthy and have a good time. I I, I don't struggle with it. I think, I think a little competition is good. Life is competitive, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like, there's no, there's no free passes. And I'm not trying to be harsh. And I, I actually think it's good for your person to, to get their teeth kicked in once in a while. Because there's, when you, if you're the, I always say this, if I'm the best looking, fittest, you know, strongest person in the room, I'm usually in the room alone, right? So like, you want to be, you know, you want to be surrounded by people that I know the term is like-minded, but you want to be surrounded by like-minded people and you want to be pushed. I don't think there's anything wrong with healthy competition. Um, I think where I'll say this, I'll speak for me. I don't want to speak for anybody else. There was a time where like, if I got beaten the wad, you know, I personally didn't like the, I didn't like the person that beat me. You know what I mean? And that's not healthy, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, but if I get beaten the wad now for whatever reason, or, if, you know, if I beat the person, doesn't mean I'm a better person. It just means maybe the, you know, the wad fell in their favor, or maybe, you know, maybe it's uh shines a light on something I could be working on as an athlete because, you know, you always want to do your best. And I think that I actually think they go hand in hand. I think the better you perform in the gym, actually equates to the better your fitness level is to me yeah and speaking of you know matt brought up community and i think many people certainly anyone in the invictus boston community they they know you as sort of a a community organizer you're kind of the you're like the center centerpiece of that whole kind of network um so how did how did you sort of i guess how did that become your role and sort of what what do you do to sort of, what kind of things do you do to, to maintain kind of the sense of community in and out of the gym? I think uh, it's a, it's a thing of happy accidents, right? Um, you, when I started in 2012, you don't want your gym to fail, right? For selfish reasons, it's your gym, it's your source of income, right? You want it to grow in 2012 was still a secret. So you, and you're, what did they say? You're, you're at work more than you're at anywhere else. You're, I'm at work way more than I'm at home. 
So you, I think naturally things grow, right? So you're trying to make the gym grow. So you're like, hey, you seem cool. You're cool. I want this gym to grow. Let's let's put something together. Um, I um, I have a knack for putting things together. I think that's a strength of mine. So you know, whether it be like, hey, um, I ran our internal throwdown four years straight, and I ran our holiday party four years straight. You know, it, those are all the things that just. Um, it wasn't like I set up. I wish I told you I was organizing. I was like, I'm going to organize the holiday party. I'm going to organize the internal throwdown. And this thing's going to come together. It was like, we don't have anybody playing the holiday party. Well, I'll do it because I think I can do it really well. Well, we don't have anyone to uh, run the internal throwdown. I'll do it because I want to run it. I think it gives me good practice. And I think I can secretly, I think I can do it better than anybody here. So, you know, and that, um, with that over time when you're doing it you look up and like i said it's four years later and people people are coming together and i would never <laughs> i don't have the hubris to say i'm the centerpiece but i feel like you know i'm i'm there right um i'm i'm in i'm i'm in the middle of the soiree if you will if that helps answer the question yeah you're, you're always in the middle of, every, of everything over there for sure <laughs> um I, as I far am, as, you know, I'll, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was saying because you know, I, I think, and perhaps this, ha this happens to a lot of people. But then when the pandemic hit, and kind of a lot of things got kind of turned on its head, including the whole CrossFit world, right? Mm -hmm. um, so how, how did you how did you maintain that kind of how did you kind of make the best of that whole situation? Good segue, Amy. Um, uh, the truth, truth is sitting at home and I had no idea how to maintain the situation. Right. And, uh, Matt, you said you've been doing this for five years and, um, and I'm, I'm positive. There's listeners that have never met me or heard of me. Uh, the pandemic hit, I'm sitting at home. I'm chilling. I actually remember where I was. I was at the grocery store. Cause that's the only thing open. I'm masked up. I'm buying groceries. I'm in line. And Josh Plaska, the owner of Invictus Boston called me and he's like, Hey, you know, I hope you're okay. And, I was like, I'm fine, I think. And he's like, well, Greg Glassman said something racist. So, you know, I just want to make sure you're okay. He was checking on my mental health. He was being so sincere. And uh, I thought, you know, when he said Greg Glassman said something racist, I laughed. I was like, okay, like, you know what I mean? Like, not to be that person, but somebody, a rich old white guy saying something racist is like another Tuesday, for me, literally. So he's like, he's like, you're, you seem to take this well. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not surprised you know, and he did say something to me that helped change my mindset. He goes, you may be fine, but in the CrossFit space and to speak on what you talked about in the community, even here, they, you know, you might make a change because somebody wants to hear from you when a situation like this, in a situation like this. So I thought about what he said. I, I, I looked past myself because I know we all, I'm, I can be inherently selfish. And I was like, okay, if I'm, maybe I'm fine, but somebody else in my gym or even in New England or the East Coast might not be fine. So I got out a mead composition notebook. Um, I wrote out a CrossFit composition called the Invictus Boston Invitational. And we put it out there. And the big caveat was that in the middle of pandemic, we put that together a competition. And all we said was, everyone's welcome. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. We were actually very specific. We, don't, we didn't care about your sexual orientation. We didn't care about your race. We didn't care about where you're from. We just said, if you want to come to Boston during the pandemic to throw down with us, we'll take you in and we'll treat you right. 
And that was year one of the Invictus Boston Invitational. And I, today we launched the choir qualifier for the fourth year. So that's why it's, um, I don't know if it's, fates aligned that you were having the podcast today. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit, the first year, how did the first year go? What were the expectations? How did things turn out? Yeah, so I I, I ran our internal competitions for four years straight. And I, 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 look, I know fitness. You know, I know what I know, I know what I don't know, right? So I knew I could put together a competition. I knew what I liked about competitions. I knew what I didn't, you know, through seeing competitions, being in them, sanctions, regionals, the games, like the whole nine. I kind of know the ins and outs but it was also COVID. So we just did three wads in a parking lot and literally said anyone could come. Now, I was lucky. I know some of them. I had some, I had some big name athletes come uh, and this isn't name dropping, but Tola was there. Steph Chung was there. Lindy Barber was there. Kelsey Keel was there. Steph Chung was there. Obviously Justin Wright was there. Obviously some of them are my coworkers, but people just came out. And even people that aren't big name CrossFit athletes came out to support. So we had 21 athletes, 12 were non-white. We had 100 spectators and we had a live stream. And it was, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get too deep in the woods about COVID and what people think about COVID and whatever. But, you know, we were as safe as we could be at that time with what we knew. It was outdoors. The spectators were masked up. I didn't have the uh, athletes mask up because I just thought it would interfere with the with the product and truth be told i had no expectations i do know this mad name it ran flawlessly right it was june yeah no now uh, no, your dates get your dates right it was july 25th 2020 had athletes show up they threw down it was the only crossfit competition that was had a live stream and spectators it was one of three in 2020 because the world shut down so after that people said, Hey, uh, burn, you want to do it again? And my response, my classic response was like, no, I don't want to do this again. It was so hard. It's, it's so much work to put together a competition, but luckily for me, I had some people that are close to me, sit me down and say, you can do this again. If you did it during the pandemic with ostensibly no gym, you can do it again. So the big thing, and Matt named me, cut me off. The big, if you, if I get long-winded, the big thing to me was, if I'm doing it again, I'm going to do it right. Meaning, and again, it's, it's interesting timing we have now. I'm going to do it, we're going to do it with a prize purse. I love CrossFit. I love fitness. But I also do, I, I believe that we're not in the business to be starving artists, okay? I don't want to run a competition where I'm losing my shirt. I also don't want to run a competition where People come in and not only put in their like money equity, traveling there, getting there, but they put their sweat equity into it. Because training is training is a lot. And they're trusting me with their bodies and they're trusting me not to be reckless. So if you are good enough to podium, giving you a bag of, bag of protein to me is to me, not speaking down on anybody else, is not fair. So my organizational skills led me to develop, uh, to get a prize purse, which, which I'm glad we got a prize purse for year two. And we got a prize purse for year three. Um, I, 
I, I feel awkward saying this, but I'm just going to say it because I think this is the time to say it. Price per year two was $4,400. Okay. Um, the split was, and for my CrossFit nerds, first place was 1200 male, female, 600, 300. Okay. The split year three, Amy, you were there was $12,000. Okay. And all the athletes, and this is important to the gravitas of what's happening now from what I've seen on Morning Shock Up. If you don't know what's going on, I urge your listeners to look at it where athletes aren't getting paid. We paid the athletes that day. You hit the podium, you got, you got an envelope with cash. There was, no, there was no, I'll pay you in 30 days. I'll wire you the funds. I'll write you a, a big fat check so I can put it on Instagram. You got paid. And I, I'd like to believe that our competition is growing because a, I will always say this. I want my competition to be diverse. I want everyone to feel welcome and I want everyone to be treated the right way. And B, if you are good enough to podium, you should get paid. So. And you also had some crypto prizes too, from what I remember, right? I did. I, 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 I did. I, I, I'm going to get nerdy. Okay. When, when I ran a competition, and I, I'm more speaking for me. You run a competition. So what do people do? They know you're trying to run a competition. I'm good at running competitions. I've never ran a business before. Okay. Being honest. So what they do is they say, well, have you looked into insert CrossFit drink company here and insert CrossFit apparel company here? And, and yes, of course you look into it, but like, there's only like four apparel companies and there's only like four drink companies. You know what I'm saying? So now, after you've hit those companies up that have been hit up by every single competition, people are like, Oh, what do I do? Well, you got to think outside the box. You got to, you, gotta, you have to try to get as many. I think it, at least for me, I want to get as many sponsors as possible, whether that be, you know, apparel, whether that be alcohol, maybe non-alcoholic, maybe it's cannabis, maybe it's, um, and it, it happened to be last year was Bitcoin. Jim Wallet came up to me with a great idea. $12,000 I had for a prize purse. 5000 of that was in Bitcoin. Um, and it worked out perfectly. Again, because you know why? Because as soon as the athlete won, in their Bitcoin account, they got X amount of money. And that was ingenious to me. So, yeah, I did. I, I try, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the process now. I'm still trying to think outside the box. I've, I think I've set, I made a promise to myself to send five DMs a day. That's awesome. What is the strangest thing that you think you would offer for a prize? Have you get, encountered anything where you're like, this is kind of weird, but I'm just going for it? Bitcoin was the strangest thing because I'm not looking because uh, here's the thing, Matt. Uh, I, I'm whatever. I'm not I'm going to give away negotiating secrets, if you will. Whatever. OK, <laughs> let's um, let's say I pitch uh, Betty Crocker. OK, and I want this comp to be sponsored by Betty Crocker. Usually what they do is they say, we'll give you a whole bunch of cookies. Thumbs up. Who doesn't like cookies? Some people don't. I love cookies. But the thing is, cookies can't pay the bills, right? So I pitch them for money. So I, I've never been asked anything strange because I'm pretty transparent. And I think Bitcoin and cash fall into the same kind of hood. You know? It's stuff that everybody's using, right? I mean, it's like universal. Right. So, and that's awesome. I think it's great. The more stuff you can get the athletes when they're there, the more money, right? I mean, better for them. Like you said, I don't know, you know, what the overall cost is for somebody to come for like, you know, come out there. But I mean, depending on where they're traveling from, it can be substantial, right? 
it can be substantial. And like, think about just you two, right? Just us three. So I, I, if I go to a, a, a baseball game and I and they throw out the t-shirt gun, you best believe I'm trying to get that free t-shirt. Why do I, I don't need the t-shirt? I got t-shirts. I love free swag. But for a competition, let's be real. If you're at a CrossFit competition, I guarantee if I looked in, if you looked in any of our closets, we have 10 pairs of CrossFit shoes. At least. Yep. Yep. You got way more. Headbands. I have way wait, more than that. Way more. You got headbands. You've got, I know you have different kinds of protein powders. I know you have different shirts. You, you probably have thumb tape of the yin yang. And I, in my bag right now, I have three different types of grips. I've got two hands and six grips. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. So, so when I look at, when I look at it, it is very important to me to give an athlete that hits the podium money because chance, and if you're good enough to hit a podium, because everyone's good at CrossFit. My God, Amy, I, I knew you were there. And I, you know, I loved I, the pictures of you were so great. There are people that I don't know. How are they doing that many muscle ups? How are they handstand walking for that long? Who are these people? Like, yeah. They hit the podium. So be good. Go ahead. It was crazy. So, um, I guess I was there. <laughs> um, I did injure myself about two weeks before that I tore my ab muscle, which made it very difficult to do many of the things that were <laughs> happening. Um, so next year I'm going to redeem myself, I promise. Um, but it was, it was such a great event. I mean, so many cr crazy, amazing athletes there. Um, and this year it was at the Phoenix in Boston, yes. which they have a really beautiful facility there. Um, is there anything for next year uh, right now? Do you realize that there's any like uh, any like big changes that you foresee or any like big additions or something new that's coming next year? Um, no. So first, a couple of things. Amy's being humble. I know she knew she was hurt. Amy acquitted herself amazingly. And I'm going to say that. And it was not yeah. only not, not just athletically, you have nothing to redeem yourself for. But, I, you know, I, I look for the small things. You embodied everything I wanted. Like, you talked to people. There was always a smile on your face. You know, there was, there was each, even the judges, because people talk at competitions. And they're like, you know, you know, I, you made it, you were at the interview desk. You were being interviewed. I turned around and I, you were at the interview desk. I think with, um, you did a podcast with uh, Matt. Uh, uh, yeah. What, sorry? Yeah, yeah. I, I ended up connecting with those guys after you. Yeah, like. That's exactly what I wanted. So you, A plus, you can come to any, you can always come back. You did great. Now, in terms of um, next Maybe year, Matt and no. I will be a team. Maybe Matt and yes. I will be a team if his shoulder, if his shoulder recovers. Go. Let's go. I'll come on, yeah. come on over. When that, if Matt, if your shoulder gets better. Let's... We're in. We're Docs in the Box team. Let's go. Invites here. I'm the organizer. I'll put you in. <laughs> got it. We got it. All right. <laughs> Um, now uh, to answer your question, if there are any big changes, no long-winded answer coming. No, I don't want big changes. I, when I look at the CrossFit landscape, um, I, I have seen it. I think sometimes the, the, the temptation, even with me, the temptation is like, oh my God, I ran a great event. What, what do I do? So the simple answer is to make it bigger and have more wads and make the wads way more complicated because that makes it better. No, I want to keep the wads simple. 
I want to keep the, the I want to keep actually the athlete size the same. We had about 40 athletes. We had about five teams. That's about the the level I want. I don't want to have there's no knock to anyone. I don't want to have 500 athletes. Um, that's what the qualifier is for, right? So I want to keep the format the same. The qualifier is launched, and the qualifier goes on. I think the final date is June, January 12th, okay? So the qualifier is happening currently. I don't know when you're going to air this, but right now the qualifier is going on. Um, I think that's the time to have a lot of athletes take part, but um, no big changes. I want people to do the qualifier because the qualifier, I think, um, to me, the point of a competition is to be fun, to be somewhat challenging, but also to be safe. I want people to walk away from my qualifier thinking they were challenged, but I also don't want people walking away from my qualifier thinking they ruined two weeks of training. And that's the same way I feel about the competition. I don't want, this is my long-winded diatribe, is I'm never going to run a comp that has more than three or four wads, ever, ever. Um, small, a small comp with a big feel has always been the underlying theme we've said behind the scenes up front is diversity. And I obviously I believe in it, right? Behind the scenes to run a competition, just competition, strip diversity and money away, small comp, big time feel. You get a live stream, you get treated well, you get, you know, everybody, you know, you're a star athlete. I hope Amy, I had a chance to talk to you. I hope everyone treated you with respect. You get a chance to win a big time purse and you get a chance to be on YouTube. We had about 3000 people stream live. To me, that's a big deal for a, what's perceived as a comp that is in the big leagues yet. And I put emphasis on yet because I, I, I believe in what we're doing so much that my team has to temper me, has to calm me down because I, I, I know what we're doing is good. It's amazing that you guys get, you have a live stream, right? And I'm thinking back to you doing the first one sort of during the pandemic. And the big thing for me, and I'm sure a lot of people was, you know, in the CrossFit community outside of like the sort of athletes, or I should say just like the people that aren't, you know, freak athletes or, or podium mm -hmm. athletes or people who just like show up to the gym, want to work out, throw down. We lost a big part of that like community feel. And then when you saw the games come back to like Madison, um, it's like huge, right? And everybody around there is just so jacked up and insane and awesome. And being able to watch that is so inspiring, right? It just revives the whole CrossFit feel. So I think that's a huge part of it, right? The more access people get, it pumps up the community, puts more people in the gyms, gets people working out again. That's something that goes overlooked a lot of times, right? I love that, Matt. And honestly, you know, silver lining anything, COVID forced me to live stream. Right. Because I probably would have the first year, I probably would have had a bigger turnout. And I had so many messages and so many people saying, I love what you're doing, but I'm not going to risk flying. And I didn't blame them. And the people that did risk flying in my head, because a lot, because, you know, um, most competitions are territory based. Right. Like if you're, you know, uh, like you're in Tennessee. So people in Tennessee are going to flock to your comp if you run it. I'm in Boston. So people in New England area are going to flock to the comp. Well, I, I had a lot of people through things like this, through podcasts that were like, or just Instagram, like, we like your message. We'll come to Boston. And if I, I'll use you for example, Matt, if you came up to Boston to do the competition because you believed in what we we're doing, I, I, yeah, I feel obligated 
to have a, some some way for your family to see you, for some way for your friends to see you. Sure, so sure. In, in 2020, the live stream was the only, like my my simple mind was like, why well, the live stream? <laughs> or otherwise, how is it, you know, and I, I, I love, I love social media in terms of like, I think pictures are cool, but that live stream with an announcer and, you know, the highlight of just, even if they say your name, that, that means something. And cause it's, it, 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 it I think it validates the hard work, you know, you two are, are, you know, I love, even with the podcast you're doing, you, you're, you're doctors. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal. And, and something like this, I think a podcast where you get to talk about what you do validates your work. Same thing with, uh, you know, people doing CrossFit. You know, you you probably have, it. Have, you probably, most people have it in them to compete about four times a year. So to get it live streamed is big, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and during all this, you also started like a clothing company, right? Clothing um, line? Clothing or like line. you have... <laughs> I laugh because I use it loosely. So, um, the, so the, I, I will, let me backtrack and explain it. Cause Amy, great question. Good observation to run the comp. The way I run it is to run the comp. I had to, um, create an LLC. I had to buy my own company. All right. Create my own company. Um, freedom fam future LLC is the name of the company. Uh, the comp did well. Thumbs up. People love the comp, but, um, uh, I had these t-shirts, right? Cause I wanted to make it in my head. I'm like, well, if you have a, again, linear thinking, not thinking too far outside. Not, this is me not thinking outside the box. I'm like, we're well, run a competition. You have to have t-shirts. So I had these cool freedom t-shirts. And I remember everyone saying, I love the comp. I want more t-shirts. And I'm like, well, I better sell these jokers. <laughs> so at the comp, I have sold t-shirts. Um, it, the Freedom Family Future LLC is the name of my company. The Freedom T-shirts, um, they're all over the place on the Instagram or on the. Here's a quick plug: if you go to at Burn K Prince, that's my Instagram handle, or at Invictus Boston Invitational, you'll see the shirts. Uh, right now, we usually sell them on site. Um, I'm hoping, like like anything, I want this to grow. Right, I want it to grow to a place where like people can go online and buy shirts. But right now, we've been selling the shirts at the event with a thumbs up with with great success to a point where every event I have the t-shirts, every event I sell out. Right. So, um, it's a good thing. We're, we're on to something. I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. There's a lot. I, it's a couple of things. Cause I, I know I, podcasts. I love podcasts. And again, I listen to so, what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Um, and, and, uh, a friend of mine was like, you're on a, doctor podcast you're not a doctor i'm like i know <laughs> but I, I do think i do think that and correct me if i'm wrong for you two a big passion of yours is health for me a big passion of mine is health as well and I, and i'll get into it i think like sometimes not only the physical stressors of health but the mental stresses of health being you know i'll speak for my race i'll speak for black men and women and you know and any all in between i think the mental stress of that can wear on somebody so i think that for me mentally fitness is huge and i think that everyone is you know they call it the pursuit of happiness right you know everybody should be allowed to pursue happiness and everybody should be allowed to pursue their way of mental freedom and fitness is a huge reason 
and it it, it sucked. I'll, I'll be it, it sucked to hear that Greg Lassman said what he said because in my community, and I'm talking about the black community, there was always already rumblings that some people didn't feel comfortable in certain gyms, and that's not fair. Everyone should have the right to feel healthy. So. I think you know the thing is like we're yeah we're doctors and we talk about medical stuff but um, everyone here we're all healthcare providers. What how we do that is is different maybe a little bit different but um, we all are in the business of trying to make people healthy. So whether that's in our offices or in the gym or whatever, so we're all kind of in the same realm, just on different different parts of the spectrum, I guess. But we're all kind of trying to do the same thing. And I think part of what Matt and I try to do is sort of trying to find that middle ground or try to open up the lines of communication between what we do in our daily lives and what people like you are doing so that we can kind of find, get people to where they can be the, the most healthy. For sure. Like I, it, it's, there's so many, we always, I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. Right. Meaning like, like, I told you a little bit about my background. Like I see the names I always say, everybody knows. I started with Ben Bergeron. I started CrossFit New England. I work at Invictus in the CrossFit space. I don't have to, I don't, I don't have to say I'm from John's gym down the street. I say those names and people are I mean, like legit. Okay, you're good. But all right. But that's not the case for everybody. So it's is 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 huge to me. It's just it's big. So and then even the competition space, like, you know, I'm so I, 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 if you're not, sometimes I go to these competitions and I'm like, I don't think they're cognizant. I don't think you, sometimes people are being malicious. I don't think they're cognizant that all their athletes are white. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm like, it should, your gym should reflect your supermarket. You know what I'm saying? Cause everybody's got to eat. And I think everybody has to be healthy. So if your gym doesn't look like a supermarket, there's a problem. And it, it's, it's about as far as I'll go, I think, on that topic. <laughs> you know? Because I can go for a while. Bern, do you think, how, how do you think things are going now? Do you think things are improving in the CrossFit space in that regard or no? I think that with all matters of race, I think it's improving because they're cognizant of it. But it's like, it's like, it's, okay, it's like, um, it, it really does mirror, mirror America. And I'm not, and I, again, I, I say this all the time because I don't, I never want to get into politics because everybody's political beliefs are different, right? But I think everybody was like, oh, there's a problem. So we're going to put a black square on our Instagram. Thumbs up, okay? There was a problem in CrossFit, so we got rid of Glassman. Thumbs up, great job. And there was a diversity committee. Thumbs up. Great job. And then after that, you know what I mean? Like, we, we, there's an action. And there was, a, at least people are cognizant of it. But it's, it is better. It's a little bit better. Um, I heard this lawyer say this. You know, race relations is, you want it to move at the speed of, of a speedboat, but it really moves like an ocean liner. It moves a little bit slower, but it, it's, it's different. It might not be the ch it's as fast as I want, and I think they, they could do more. Like, if I got 32 non-white athletes at my comp, 
have accomplished 60 two years ago. How come CrossFit can't do the same? But I think they're doing a little bit better. Like I noticed they, the, you know, small things like Tola is one of the CrossFit.com uh, demo people on the videos, you know? Um, I noticed they're cognizant in the pictures. I noticed those small things. So they're, you know, they're cognizant in their advertising. Like if you look at Noble and Born Primitive, they've done some things. So it's better, right? It's, it's better. Um, I think there's always room for improvement, but I, I, um, I'd be lying to tell you if I thought it was the same as 2020. I mean, I guess what, what other, uh, what are things I guess you hope to see or things that you would recommend or, you know, ideally if, 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 if burn can design what, what that looks like, what, what would it look like? Amy, that's an awesome question. Um, I think that, I think people, you know, diversity is such a word that's been used over the past time. The diversity should be on multiple levels. Like I'm lucky enough, shout out to loud and live. I saw you there. Um, I think, I don't think it's just the athletic floor. I think the coaches, I think the judges, I emceed at Wadapalooza last year. That's something. I'm going to emcee at something called the Iron Games in Utah in about seven days. You know, um, so, you know, I, I, I think your whole staff, I think people should look at their staffs. Start there. All right. What's going on in my MC room? What's going on in my announce team? What's going on in my food? The people that are serving the food. What's going on with uh, my coaches, right? Like, the coaches out there you know there's um right now um james townsend has a big crew out the games i love what he's doing the medical staff you know i saw your medical staff it looks i i see the doctors out there at the um um uh, i met a couple of them it, it is it, I, I just want to see diversity at all levels i see that at the medical staff and now i see it with the announce team with me and derek um i want to see that with the judges i see a little bit of that in the judges landscape with Kim Seeley and some other judges. I think it should be, just, that's what I want to see. I want to make sure they, they look at it at all different levels, not just the athletes. And that's when you know you have something. And I got, I, look, I, I, I feel an obligation. I, I sound like such an old man. My dad says this all the time, right? It, you take care of your own lawn. I got to take care of my own lawn. That's why I run the competition. That's why I'm so adamant about certain things with competition. You know, I'm OCD about certain things with the competition. It's, it's my lawn. So in my head, if I say, if I'm sitting there on Instagram or emails and I'm saying CrossFit do better, well, then I got to make sure I do better too. You know, what I put out as a product has to reflect what I want. So I hope, I hope that helps. Hey, Matt, I told you, baby. I told you your echo didn't matter. I can go. I can talk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so what you're going out to Utah, you said you're going out in seven days for what is it? It's an event, another event. Yeah. yeah you know, it, it, my life is, <laughs> I will say, I, I, and I don't, I giggle sometimes because I sometimes don't know what to say, you know, from, from Glassman saying what he said, right. And Josh calling me, and me throwing out an event. And people, like I said, you asked if earlier if, if, if I noticed a change. Yeah, I noticed a change. Because people are like, oh, my own. Oh, they started doing the inventory that I did. They're like, we don't have any MCs. They're not white. You know, so Loudon Live and Matt O'Keefe, to their credit, there was some back and forth. They called me and they had me MC. I MC'd, 
I don't know if you, Amy, I don't know if you heard this or Matt. Remember the grid? This is like a long time ago. Oh, yes. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, the grid league. I was an MC for the grid league. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Uh, the grid league? The grid league's still going, right? In Florida, I think. Oh, yeah. It's it's Florida now. The grid league is still going. It's crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, crazy the, it's the craziest. <laughs> I got into the grid league when they were they put a lot of money in and they were trying to be the competitor to CrossFit. I think the grid league now is looking to be like the AAA to CrossFit games, right? But when I started, the grid league was like, oh, CrossFit's in trouble because we're in town, okay? Cool. So I can project my voice. I can talk. So I was hired as an MC. Uh, I, I want to say this without sounding like a, an arrogant jerk. I feel like I did the job very well. And I thought that would catapult me to other MC gigs in the CrossFit Games. It did. And I applied multiple times. I'll leave it at that. So it wasn't like when they reached out to me, it wasn't like they, they needed a black face. They, you know, they would just pick the black. It wasn't like they went in the hat and they were like, where are his burn prints? Like, I have qualifications. So Fast forward five years later when the game changed. I'm like, oh, we don't have any MCs. Well, who do we burn MC? So when I did it, I wasn't um, it wasn't like I was shy or timid. I had experience. So and 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 those small things are you're different, you know. And I and and MCing at Wadapalooza, whoever uh, Brigham, who I like a lot, runs the Iron Games. He heard me at the, at the Wadapalooza. He reached out to me personally, said, Hey. I want to hire you to be the MC, one of the MCs for my event. Small things like that. Small things like this. Like I have to thank both of you. You know, you, you, Amy, from the start, you said, "Hey, like I really want you on this podcast," and 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 both of you have been very upfront with the communicating, and now we're here, and and I've been able to spread my message. I, I want to say, I'm lucky to say this is the 13th podcast I've been on. And that's and that's huge, right? In twenty since twenty twenty, I probably have always had these thoughts since two thousand twelve, right? <laughs> but um, I appreciate I, I I appreciate more than you know the platform this gives, you know, because because I think that's I think that's some of the things, right? Um, you talked about this earlier about health and discourse. Sometimes you want the platform to have discourse. And you and and you know where discourse sometimes goes to die, the comment sections of Instagram. You know. Oh yes, <laughs> that can be kind of of a treacherous place for sure. Um, when I, I so I, I when I last saw you before the Invitational was at Waterpalooza when you were emceeing, and I was I was saying to myself, this must it must be difficult to continuously talk for like eight hours. Like, how do you come up with stuff to say? <laughs> just, you're just talking the entire time. It must be, it must be difficult. I would imagine for me, that would be very hard. Yeah. A, I'm first and foremost, I'm a fan of the sport. You know, what's crazy. Like I'm a fan of the sport, like all these things, right? If I wasn't a fan of the sport, it, I would have been like, all right, there's no diversity in sport. I'm out. Right. Uh, or like if, if I the first time I did a thruster, I would have been like, "What is this? Uh, I never heard of a thruster. I have two certifications. I never heard of a thruster. You got to squat and press this thing. I'm out. You know what I mean? Um, 
so like I like talking about it because I'm a fan. I like the dick. I'm like, ooh, I nerd out about it. Like, more than you know. A. B, they actually do a good job of funneling you some stuff. They they funnel you the athletes' names. They kind of give you a story. And I I talk all day. I'm a CrossFit. I'm a CrossFit coach at a very, very busy gym in the middle of Boston. So it's it it actually inherently I talk about. They just gave me a microphone to do what I do. It's hard. It's hard. But like, also like, let's okay. I I know this is public, but I think where hopefully your listeners can keep a secret. Yeah, they paid your boy to go to Florida. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they 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 like they're like okay. Here's the deal. We're gonna send you to Miami in the middle of winter. We're gonna give you a mic. We're gonna pay you. And it's going to be nothing but CrossFit. Hey, where do I sign? That's the dream. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Hey, so valid. It, it's valid. It's valid. It, it, it also does a couple of things. It puts me in, like, the, the thing, I, I at least from this side, um, there's a, maybe there's a high school aspect about CrossFit. Like, I was, when I started CrossFit, man, I wanted to be with the cool kids. I was like, I mean, these kids, are good. first off, they're fit. Second, whatever, you know, you know that feeling where everybody knows your name. Like I, I would imagine that Rich Rich Froning must feel like Zach Morris is saved by the bell, right? Like he's like, I'm the coolest, I am the coolest dude here. There's a little bit of that you want, right? So um doing these things and running a competition, it kind of puts me in the room with the quote unquote cool kids, right? And I can and I have something to say to them, like, hey, you know, just so you know, run this comp. It gives me the right connections. So there's 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 way more positives of doing stuff like that than negatives. You know, if, if listen, Rich Froning, Matt Frazier, they can be they can be the Zach Morris's all day. I just want to be Mario Lopez, baby. I'm trying to chill. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I don't need to be the star. So, Burn, you you yes. threw your Instagram out there. Everyone, check it out. Where else can people find more information? Honestly, so at my Instagram, Burn K Prince, um, they also can find out information at the Invictus Boston Invitational. We put you can tag all that stuff. Uh, right now, the qualifier is the competition corner. Uh, that's huge right now. Uh, that's those are those are three big things for me. Um, selfishly, I want to plug the qualifier because I think every everyone. The thing about the qualifiers, everyone can do it, right? Scaled RRX. Yeah. Um, the qualifier is, I'm not, a, <laughs> they make fun of me. I'm not a big fan of keeping wads a secret. I'm going to release the wads in Thanksgiving, but if anybody really needs to know the workouts, I'll let them know because I'm of the theory of like, I'm of the theory, like, even if you know the workouts ahead of time, like if your clean and jerk is 65 pounds, which is fine, your clean and jerk's not, you know, it's going to, we're good. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's the big thing for me right now. And they can, um, and they can, um, if they DM your, if they DM you, please send them my way. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm appreciative of this platform. Um, I, I do, if I had anything to say, like if I had a closing statement, I want people to know that I, I'll never, I, I hope, because you never want to say it. You never want to say never. I hope that people understand my main focus is to make sure that everyone feels 
welcome in the gym space. Because I, I, the world is a, whew, that's a whole other ball of wax, and I can't control that. I'm not smart enough or affluent enough to know how to control the world. But I know the gym space. I want everybody to feel welcome in that space. And that's our big mission. And, and, and I hope they can see that, you know, we have some momentum going. We're three years in now, entering our fourth. We have some momentum going with a, 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 a great, I feel a great comp, and I'm selfishly saying a great comp, with some even greater people. And um, I hope they check it out. I think they'd like it. I hope they like it. You heard it, guys. Check it out. Amy and I might be my epic comeback. You heard it here first. Let's do it. Let's do it.